Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for October 9, 2022, is entitled, Caleb, Fully Following God. It comes from Joshua chapter 14, verses 1 through 15, and the application is, the student will recognize that following the Lord in faith will require sacrifice and hardship, but the Lord will bless his life abundantly. Seeking the Context We need more people like Caleb who fully follow the Lord. The Lord described his servant Caleb in Numbers 14.24 as one who had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully. Caleb was unlike so many in Israel who feared the enemy instead of the Lord. He was a man full of confident trust, a faith that knew God would do what he promised. Caleb was a man who believed Psalm 118.6. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Caleb was a man who believed Proverbs 29:25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Can we be like Caleb? The first occurrence of Caleb in the Bible is in the list of spies who spied out the promised land in Numbers 13:6. Caleb was the spy from the tribe of Judah, and would eventually be assigned the leadership of Judah. Of the twelve spies sent into the promised land, only Joshua and Caleb came back with total confidence and enthusiasm for taking the land as the Lord had directed. When the people refused to obey, frightened by the other spies' report of the enemy's strength, Caleb stood with unmoving confidence in the Lord to do what he promised. He said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Numbers 13.30 Joshua and Caleb tried to calm the people's fears and convince them that Israel was more than capable of taking the land with the Lord on their side. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel ye not against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Numbers 14, 8 and 9. But the people listened to the fears of the other spies, and, if not for the Lord's intervening, would have stoned Joshua and Caleb. Verse 10. As a reward for their faithfulness to God, Joshua and Caleb were the only two older than 20 to enter the promised land. Caleb was further rewarded by receiving the portion of land he spied out because he wholly followed the Lord. Deuteronomy 1.36 Caleb's land inheritance is an important part of our lesson today. What are some characteristics that you see in Caleb that you would like to have? Searching the text. Number one, dividing the land. 
Joshua 14, 1 through 5. And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses, for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and a half-tribe on the other side Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs for their cattle and for their substance. And the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. At this point in the history of the conquest of the promised land, much of the land was under Israel's control. Although there was still more land to be possessed, Joshua 13, 1, Israel had enough control of the land to begin assigning land allotments to the tribes of Israel. Joshua, Eleazar the high priest, and the leaders of each tribe managed the work of dividing the land among the tribes. But the land was divided by lot, as the Lord had commanded. The Lord superintended this work. See Numbers chapters 32 through 34. Because the Lord had promised them the land and give them the victory over the land, he was the only one qualified to divide the land as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel. The tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had already received their allotment of land on the east side of the Jordan River, Numbers 32, Joshua 13, verses 15 through 33. The remaining nine and one-half tribes received their allotment on the west side. The tribe of Levi, which did not receive a land allotment, later received cities in which to dwell and the surrounding land called suburbs for grazing their livestock. Much more detail is given of these land allotments in Joshua chapters 15 through 21. The Apostle Paul told us that we are given gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, Romans 12 and verse 6. God knows best what we need and how much we can handle. When distributing the land among the tribes of Israel, God decided who needed what and how much. This land was their inheritance, a gift from God their father. They were to use this land in the service of the Lord, remembering to sacrifice the first fruits and other necessary offerings from the land to the Lord. Likewise, we are given gifts to be used in the Lord's service, being living sacrifices in his service. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Are you using what the Lord has graciously given you in his service? Number two, Caleb requests his land. Joshua 14, verses 6 through 12. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee. 
in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereupon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. And my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day, and thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. It was time for Judah to receive its land inheritance. Since Caleb was the leader of the tribe, he spoke up requesting the land the Lord had promised him. Some might think Caleb was presumptuous to ask for this land, but what is wrong with presuming on God's promises? We too should be confident in the things God has promised us, 2 Timothy 1.12. Caleb was believing on God's promises when he asked for his land. Caleb was 40 years old when he was sent as one of the 12 spies into the land. Because of his faithfulness, Caleb could tell this story firsthand, unlike the other spies who had died in the wilderness for their unfaithfulness. He told how he spoke the words within his heart. These were words of confidence in the Lord that Israel could take the land because the Lord was on their side. He told how the unfaithful and fearful spies melted the heart of the people by focusing on the strength of the enemy instead of the strength of the Lord. He told how he completely followed the Lord, his God, and spoke confidently of what the Lord would do for Israel. Caleb had faithfully followed the Lord for all of his 85 years. Several times the Bible tells us how he wholly followed the Lord. Numbers 14.24, 32.11 and 12, Deuteronomy 1.36, Joshua 14, verses 8, 9, and 14. The phrase expresses complete and unaltered devotion to the Lord. It is something we should all aspire to do. When our Lord Jesus Christ said that we are to take up our cross daily and follow him, it takes Caleb's kind of devotion to do it. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Although undeserved, Caleb suffered right along with the nation of Israel with 40 years of wandering in the wilderness because of their unwillingness to trust God and take the land. He had waited 45 years for the fulfillment of God's promise to him. But here, 
Caleb stood alive and well, still trusting in the Lord and ready to receive his inheritance promised by the Lord. He gave credit to where credit was due when he said, The Lord hath kept me alive. Joshua 14.10 When Caleb spoke of his strength and vitality, we should not consider these words self-inflating or braggadocious. Caleb would also have given credit to the Lord for keeping him strong and healthy. There was never a doubt in Caleb's heart. He could not die, would not die, until the Lord fulfilled his promise to him. I've always thought of Caleb as a man's man, as we might say, one tough dude. Not many 85-year-old men ask for a mountain to climb and giants to conquer. The land Caleb asked for was a land still inhabited by Canaanites, and these were the toughest Canaanites called Anakims, or descendants of Anak. These were the giants that struck fear into the heart of most of the spies, Numbers 13.33. Caleb had seen these guys before. He was not afraid then, and he was not afraid now. The mountain Caleb asked for was Hebron, and the surrounding area and the cities were well fortified. Caleb had every intention of driving all of them out. Caleb was a skilled and fierce warrior. He had fought in every battle, but some might wonder why Caleb, at 85 years old, asked for such a challenge. Remember, God had promised him this land, and Caleb knew what God promised. He would deliver. Caleb's greatest strength was in the Lord. Caleb's greatest characteristic was in his unwavering confidence in the Lord. He believed God when most everyone else did not. He believed that if so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Joshua 14, 12. We might think of ourselves as physically strong, physically attractive, having super intelligence, or having some amazing skill. But no matter what our personal strengths are, if our strength is not in the Lord, we are truly weak. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man who trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalm 118, verse 8. What is your greatest strength? Number three, Caleb receives his inheritance. Joshua chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kirjath Erebah, which Erebah was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Caleb received his land inheritance along with a blessing from Joshua. I am sure it was a special day for both Joshua and Caleb. These two men had served the Lord together for a long time. They had seen the people's failures and God's victories. 
Now it was time to rejoice in the rewards of their labor together. There is no greater friendship than when two people serve the Lord together for a long time. But Caleb was not one to rest on his laurels long. He had a mountain to conquer and giants to slay. Not only did Caleb receive an inheritance from the Lord that day, but he also received his next assignment. Hebron was formerly known as Kirjath Arabah, or the city of Arabah, who was a great man among the Anakims. These were giants, remember. Caleb would continue to serve the Lord by continuing the conquest of the promised land. We are never too old to take on new challenges when the Lord is with us. Our retirement plans are after this life in heaven. Like Caleb, we should always be looking for what we can do next in the service of the Lord. Capture a mountain or slay a giant, but never are we to quit serving the Lord. Joshua chapter 15 verses 13 through 19 tells us how it all turned out. The short version, and Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak, Sheshai and Ahiman and Talmai, the children of Anak, Joshua 15:14. Nothing is surprising here. Caleb was confident in God's promises and God provided him the victory. One other tidbit of information here serves as a bridge to the book of Judges. Caleb's nephew, Othniel, accepted Caleb's challenge for someone to help him take the city of Kirjath Sefer and succeeded. As a reward, he married Caleb's daughter, Aksa. Othniel is the first judge mentioned in the book of Judges. Judges chapter 1, verses 12 through 15, chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. Othniel would prove to be cut from the same mold as his father-in-law, Caleb, a man who confidently and fully followed the Lord. As the older generation passes, a new one must take its place. The senior saints are to set the example and lay out the challenge for the younger. The younger are to take up the fight and fully follow the Lord. What is your next challenge the Lord is leading you to conquer? Setting the application. It is people like Caleb that impress me the most. Caleb does not have the name recognition of men like Moses and Joshua. Caleb just went about his life fully following the Lord, doing all he could in the conquest of the promised land. It is Caleb and men like him that made the conquest possible. You must have pastors, music ministers, youth pastors, and other leaders who get a lot of recognition in churches. There's nothing wrong with that, but let us never forget that there are many men and women fully following the Lord who make churches strong. They are the ones on the front line at work, at home, and in their community doing the work of the Lord. It is their devotion to the Lord that makes churches successful in the service of the Lord. Let us never underestimate the Caleb's of our churches and be sure the Lord will not. They will be rewarded. Interestingly, some have understood Caleb's name to mean a rabid dog. We, like Caleb, should be tenacious about obeying the Lord. 
Too many today have seemingly given up the fight and taken the stance to just hold on till Jesus comes. We fear our times and the people of our times. We are slight on evangelism and weak on defending the faith. We need to be more like Caleb, who said, when the Lord is with us, no one can stand against us. Are you that person? Do we have any Caleb's in our churches today? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.